Behind the Bunker's Weekly Paintball Podcast is ready to start. The boys are just getting ready for the show. Todd is fixing his hair, so he is calming himself down. Joe is looking at the garbage schedule, and Garvin is finishing his Vegemite sandwich. Post in the comment section and we may read your comment on the show. At this point, Matt is now tapping his watch. So, let us start this train wreck of a show. All right, thanks for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. This is part two. We uh, crashed our hard drive, our computer, and the internet all at once simultaneously. (laughs) It's about exactly what happened. So here we are. We are back. We have the second half of the show. Uh, If you guys are finding us again on Facebook, do hit that uh, share button and uh, let people know that we are back live. Well, we had a successful beginning of the show. We sort of lost steam there. That was disappointing. Patrick LaRocca is right in the chat. Says, Josh comes back for 10 seconds and the show takes a dump. Well, because Josh, as much as we thought he stopped, he's still taking stuff out of the studio every week. Effie boys is Gavin. Podcast. Oh, yeah. Effie, that's not great. <laughs> Last week, I took two wires out of the internet line, so it's probably a little slower. Yeah, it could, it could be. It could be. So there that, you go. That Thank you, guys. worth a lot of money right now. Is copper still oh, yeah. worth everything? Always will be. Something yep, yep, I keep yep. seeing come up is advertisements for wire stripping th- devices. So if you have like tangles of wire that you've maybe stolen, you can put it th- through this stripping machine and it takes all the rubber you, off. Did you misspell something when you were looking for strippers? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Do you follow maybe. Fillmore's on Instagram? No. Oh. They're on Instagram. What is, what is it? Fillmore's. What is, what is Fillmore's? Oh, oh okay. Stripper. Good it's, for in you, Joe. it's in Toronto. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that when I was doing our social media for flaggers, I'd sort of look around and see what places they're doing that have that makes sense. Progressive and sort That's of a good in- interesting, but they but they're marketing primarily towards males. So I would see what they're using for hashtags and things like that. <laughs> Whatever. No, I know. I just I was trying to make a comment about and how did uh, hashtag. hashtag pasties work out for <laughs> hashtag pasties worked out Paypal fine. Photos. Well, whatever. Uh, oh. Hashtag clean up an aisle seven. So thanks guys for tuning in. This we're is a train wreck. We're going to be talking something. about tonight uh, controversial topics that you guys like to hear about in paintball, and uh, I'm going to start with one uh, to this week from Nick Hart. He says, uh, "Quote unquote, grow the sport." Is just is that term just an the industry trying to spend less money on advertising, uh, and then pursuing the customer or pr- making the customers do all of the the, the advertising? I'm paraphrasing, so I had to change it. But is it is is grow the sport something that is a cop out for the industry leaders, or uh, yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, you know what, I I, I see that point. It puts the shoulders of responsibility back on the individual player versus the corporations who are not Speaking investing the money into it. Of, but we asked that at Paintball Extravaganza during one of the open table sessions with with everybody. That what did we call those? What were they called? Industry something. Round table. Industry, Round table. Luncheon. Industry luncheon. Industry yeah. luncheon. That's what it was. State, State of the union. <laughs> Pretty much. They 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 put it like so. They said we can absolutely. You know, like, what do you want us to do? And people are standing up saying, well, we'd like to see more billboards and we'd like to see more of this and more of that for advertising. And then their comment back to the general population was, okay, well, we will happily do that, but where does that money come from? 
you know uh, and then you know then everybody kind of gets in a roar so the industry and the you know the you know the field owners and the store owners are butting heads at that point so who's responsible for advertising paintball i mean the local field owner certainly has to do that on his own i think the manufacturers i think you know you can do what you can on social media but where where you can't where do you, where do you advertise exactly do you advertise newspapers no yellow pages no like in the early days of paintball we were in 23 yellow page directories right. you know within an hour radius of us and then we would occasionally do a, an ad in like the tv guide that would come in the newspaper we would do that we've tried radio um, I don't think we've done any TV. We've done Facebook ads. Like, where do you advertise? It? And still, it, it reverts back to the best form of advertising is your word of mouth. Yeah. And here's the other thing. Sorry, Gavin, I, I know you're say, So Facebook changed their algorithms. That used to be a good place to market. And it doesn't seem to be working all that well. And Instagram used to be a great tool as well. You you know, you have an event this weekend or you have a walk on or you're you got lots of open space. So you want to put up a post. So, you know, on a Thursday or Friday, Joe will say, hey, we have an open Sunday. Come and play. Now, the problem is Instagram won't put posters up anymore or pictures up. They want all video. So then, OK, great. So Joe does a video now. Hey, guys, you know, it's Joe here. Come on out, blah, blah, blah. And he puts that up as a story in a reel because they're for, they're forcing people to put reels up. But what happens is that reel goes up, people watch it, but it doesn't stop on Sunday. They keep pushing that reel. Right. So now, two weeks later, people are still seeing that. I mean, I have reels that are three or four weeks old for Behind the Bunker, and people Get still real. like it, right? So then now, how do you do that? How do you advertise for something that, yes, you can maybe argue, okay, well, you can advertise for your field in general. Yep, that works. But how do you do those quick little advertising campaigns for like, for games or local days that you want to do? It's uh, it's just becoming a little more difficult. Have you seen that? Uh, it's like a minivan or a van that drives around with yeah. the, scr the screens, L the screens it, yeah. everywhere. Yeah, like I thought that caught my eye. Well, distracted me. But mm -hmm. um, I, I think it's you know we, people just have to get really really. Do you remember what the ad was? Uh, I don't. I don't. But uh, <laughs> I was you know you're stuck in traffic. You're stuck in traffic. Sometimes I put up audience. my I put a picture of flagriders <laughs> on my phone and I just drive around with it against my window. Awesome. And people go, oh, they're gonna write that down. Well, but in terms of the industry, yeah. uh, I think that's how. Like I mean, obviously, uh, events like paintball extravaganza is very helpful for connecting with uh, connecting oh. with the industry, connecting with other uh, yeah, with other field show. owners in terms oh. of what, in terms of what they do. Uh, but <laughs> I think that would be helpful because oftentimes you know paintball no, paintball owners uh, they don't have a heavily back or heavy back background in in marketing right so maybe these are the seminars that can help support uh businesses grow individually yeah. locally yeah. um you know providing some of that expertise that they have at yeah. their disposal okay i i have a giant problem with all of this <laughs> no, no no but listen welcome back josh yeah okay i'm about to get pissy first of all manufacturers they have a they have a business mm -hmm. they have a job and that's to sell their product now, most of those businesses that are out there are selling to Joe, who owns a paintball field. So Tipman needs to sell Joe a fleet of rental markers. That's Tipman's responsibility. It's Joe's responsibility to drive people to flag raiders. So you sit there and they're like, where are these marketing dollars coming from? Depends on what marketing dollars you're talking about. Now, if Joe can go to Tipman or any other major manufacturer and say, I'd like to drive some people to my website. 
What do you have? Well, Joe, for a small fee, we can boost you on our marketing, on our Instagram for this, for that. Where do those marketing dollars come from? Fields, field owners who want big time advertising dollars for the price of a small field. Do they do that? No. Go to Tipman's page and look at every single one of their posts. It's 55 posts before you see somebody using a rental marker. That's Tipman's major business, rental markers, right? Yeah, that's true. No, it's 55 posts they've made before they showed one person using a rental marker. Every single person that tries paintball for the first time, what's the chance they're using a Tipman? Super duper hot. Tipman has a responsibility to market to certain people. Joe has a certain responsibility to market each other. If you want to work together, great. That's a fantastic idea. But that entire conversation was lost in there. Completely lost. Yeah, and I do agree with you. Like, let's say you're the manufacturer and you're you're Ed Evans from from Exalt. He sells stuff that's geared to the players and he's selling stuff geared to the field owners. Is it his responsibility to advertise paintball as a sport? Maybe it would benefit him to some degree if more people started playing paintball, but not necessarily. So how can you expect him to put out his marketing dollars? No, so no, no, that, it's that, no, it's true. I'm just kind of following Josh's logic. Why is it Ed's responsibility, who manufactures equipment to play, to drive people where? How's he supposed to know where he's going to drive people to? Yeah. Unfortunately, I think the biggest marketing for paintball is your local field. Because they're yes. marketing to... Boy Scout clubs to Stag and Does to they're they're the ones that are like the local the local dealer that's bringing people in and getting them hooked on see, on paintball. That's right? the interesting part where that conversation came in because Pev was there, yeah. and Pev stood up and he said, "How many of you have gone to your local high schools? Silence. How many of you have you gone to local Boy Scout meetings? Silence. How many of you have gone here, 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 and here? Complete silence for the room. And it's like, what? Yeah. How can you? If you can stand up there and say like, look. I'm working 24 hours a day. I'm not just sitting at home on my couch, flipping through and making posts on Instagram, hoping people show up to my, my field. No, if you're out there doing the legwork, if you're out there putting in the time, you're out there putting in the advertising dollars, you're in the yellow pages, you're in the radio, you're doing all this kind of stuff. If you can say no one's coming to my business, okay, maybe a manufacturer might yeah. be able to step in and say, hey, maybe we can help you out a little bit. I know one of the paintball manufacturers said this to us when we were still running the field. They said, listen... We want to help you. How can we help you? And we gave them some ideas. And they said, listen, like, you know, we have a marketing team. We can do some graphics for you. We also have a print source that we can get you either we'll comp it or we'll get you at a reasonable price for, for stuff to at least get you off the field. Now, granted, Joe and I, we've been around for a long time. We're a little swifter than that. We, we can do a lot of that on our own. But they were offering. At least they were trying to help. So, I mean, yeah. it's in their benefit, too to make sure that their customers get customers. Yeah. But on the same token... It is, but it's not their I think it's an antiquated thought process of or a question asking who's going to advertise paintball. Well, let's, let's say... Does Chicopee call up Solomon and say, you need to sell my ski hill but they, on your ski website they no they would no because they're Sol- manufacturers of, of skis and boots but, and but they but else, for rental Rosignol but for but called. like solomon head and 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 Rosignol will come have a demo day at chicopee and they'll bring they'll bring their latest and greatest skis and snowboards there and they'll go. bring next year stuff to get a manufacturer to have a demo day at your paintball field you must well 
be trying to pull teeth. But, you know, we, we at Paint Fest often had, you know, some of the manufacturers yep. come and set up demos and they would bring it. But it was it was a bit of wrangling. But once they got on board and we sold some guns and then we also offered if you buy a gun, you get a discount. You can get 10 percent off or what a small discount if you buy a package yeah, or yes. you pay to rent the marker. If you buy it at the end of the day, 20 percent like off that, or something it's, like that. Like it's, in, look at behind the bunker. This is something that. We all started to advertise for flag graders, but yeah. we didn't. We didn't realize at the time that as soon as we put a paintball show that's on the internet, it went international, and we had people that, no offense to flag graders, but kind of didn't care about flag graders because they lived in Turkey. I'm looking at you, Effie. And they, Effie, you know, Effie what's your favorite field in Canada? <laughs> you know, oh, in Seattle, Washington. Yeah, so Seattle, I mean, Australia, Oakville, Seattle, Ontario. England. I know those Oakville people only come out once a year, um, but it's it's. Did he sit in this seat? No. Uh, no. Is that Gavin's no, seat? it's this one here. Yeah. I had to sanitize them like twice. <laughs> Wolf requested not to sit in Josh's spot. Did it smell like peppermint? <laughs> <laughs> here, did you guys see this press release? Core announces the completion of a sale to Ironbridge Equity Partners and Management. Did you guys know I did that um, Core, which is GI or whatever, has been sold again to... Um, uh, um, uh, private equity firm, Ironbridge Equity. Just, uh, we are excited about this strategic partnership with Ironbridge. The enhanced platform will provide will provide us as we continue to execute our growth our growth vision. Said Billy Saransky, CEO of Core. Ironbridge has a long history of providing the investment necessary to fund long term growth and innovation for its investee companies. Ironbridge's commitment to Core team and the vision will be integral in bringing success going forward. But that says that, nothing. That was well. That was. <laughs> like, it, you mean, it like sounds I read like that too, and I'm like, sounds like they're going to may, maybe response. have yeah. some, maybe have some funds to put into R and D and developing. But you know, um, I would be curious. Sorry, I'd be curious to see if you read the last core release when they were bought and sold. If how much of that verbiage is the Saransky using cut and paste? Cut and paste. Cut and paste. Well, <laughs> maybe not cut and paste, but the same sort of thing, like injecting money and all I, that I sort bet of I, stuff. I bet I have. I bet I have it. And on if you my, want, my go phone. ahead on Friday. Wear a Hawaiian shirt. And they're gonna, <laughs> you know what? And they're gonna come out with a, a special limited edition uh, grill 2.0 as well. Yeah, and, and, uh, in fifteen years. And Billy. Oh no no no, they they're excited. Twelve. Yeah. And Billy Saransky, if you can uh, just do us a favor and go ahead and move your desk downstairs to the basement, that would be. Uh, <laughs> That'd be great. So you have a bit of a rat problem down there. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's um, my stapler. Oh, my gosh. I was going to go there. All right. Well, why don't we... Sorry, Joe. We're gonna, you want to move on or you have another point there? No. I, someone said, who owns Ironbridge? Ironbridge is a private equity firm. They're based in Toronto. I thought the Duttons had their hand so, in that. So it's Wolf. We'll find out in November. <laughs> yeah. Wolf is single-handedly yeah, uh, front in the league now. Or front in the front in the industry. Yeah. Um, Let's uh, change gears. I'd like to talk to you about my friends over at Planned Eclipse. Did you know that every gunfight, bunker, every gun, every game, bunker, or gunfight has its story? Well, it's not just the internet's broken tonight. Now is the time to pull the trigger on a Planned Eclipse product. Whether you are storming the beach or landing the snake, make sure your story has a happy ending. Pull. Uh, Planet Eclipse, creators of Happy Endings and Leds, I realize I screwed up two reads in a row. I'll make it up next week, I promise. Hey, Leds, just... Give him a hard time about drinking white claws. <laughs> Plumes, puffs, and clouds. EG Smokes gives you the cover, color, and contrast you need if you're taking pictures in the picture or want to be out of the picture. Pull a pin on an EG product. Hashtag pop smoke. 
Air Ups, inflatables designed to hold air all day. Designed and manufactured in America by Brent Davis and his crew, nothing can beat Air Ups. They're thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, and they have multiple color and print options available. So don't let your game be deflated. Get Air Ups at AirUps.com. There's that radio voice again. <laughs> Damn. Pretty awesome. I, w- I want it to crack on his next one. <laughs> Rome was not built in the day. Neither were these reeds. But you sure can look good while you're doing it. Ruthless now offers fully supplemented team packages. Everything you need to look good on the road to victory. Use the promo code BTB15 to save 15% on your next order. Often imitated or copied, but never duplicated. The Exalt brand is constantly evolving to keep you out front and in the game. It is tournament ready, battle proven, and available worldwide. Inspired by the best, DLX has created the new benchmark in high performance markers with a TM40. The evolution continues now with the light, sleek, and fast. TM40 only available at DLX. From boondocks to boulevards, whether you're sidewalk surfing or blazing a trail, one wheel leaves the riding to you. Charge and go, day or night. Use the promo code BTB10 for 10% off your next ride at ride519.com. I do have to say, Effie uh, posted in the chat oh. that close captioning just said nothing can beat Arabs. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna grow our Middle Eastern market. I've got I for one more read. When you think oh, of a paintball pioneer, an early adopter, an innovator, an inventor, one name comes to mind: Bud Orr. From the early days of the sniper to the distinct sound and laser accuracy of the autocopter, Bud Orr's creations have come full circle and only a trigger pull away from victory. The evolution continues. Coming soon, the WB, WGP VF41T and the WGP Sniper 41. The next read for that pew, should pew. be like, when you're in a bunker and you're holding off 70, 80, 90 guys. <laughs> Huh. Last topic of the evening, or, huh? uh, and then we'll move, we'll move on. Not topic, but uh, point, I guess, in the topic. Carl Atkins says paintball is not a ho- Sorry, paintball is a hobby, not a sport. No, and it's boring. It's an addiction, and it's boring to watch, and it should never be put on TV. I hmm. part of me agrees, and part of me just disagrees. like baseball. I don't mind watching speedball. Uh, I could not watch. 10 man and I can't watch Woods ball. It doesn't like it doesn't follow well enough. Even with speedball it's hard to follow, but you can at least sort of understand what's happening, but I don't think paintball is ever going to be properly televised, you, not with the technology that we do have. Do you know right what now. I absolutely love about watching speedball? Is I watch guys do dumb things and I'm like dumbass. <laughs> Even though I know there's no way I could have done it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this week at the tournament that we just had, I got so many instant replays of dumb things people are doing. We don't have enough in. Uh, we don't have enough captured footage for top ten great hit or great plays. It might just be the top ten foolish things people yes. did. No, that's fine. As long as you put it to Benny Hill theme music, <laughs> yeah, excellent. Fine. Speed it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's unfortunate to say that, but there were a lot of follies this weekend for sure. A lot of team kills. Wow. Yeah. Those are my favorite. And yeah. this, that that was the last event for the season? One no. more. Okay. Yeah, that was event four. So that ended the prelims uh, of all of the premier teams, and then we, we everything culminates on the last So event, it's clear so. no one is in mid-shape season. <laughs> now yeah. they're winded down. They're yeah, done. absolutely. Um, all right. Well, we normally record an after show on YouTube for you guys, uh, and we usually drop Facebook, but because we had the glitch – and uh, we went offline and came back online. We didn't rejuvenate YouTube. We're just on Facebook right now. So maybe we'll just continue the after show for a few more minutes on Facebook as a treat 
and uh, that way the that <laughs> a way garden the, treat. Oh, you lucky treat. face holes! And uh, that way, uh, that way, people that listen to the podcast on a regular still get a bit of an after show. So after show, yay! After show, here we go. <laughs> Three, two, so one. So Josh, I was, doodly, doodly, I was Matt was going to show you this, but I, I know you weren't here last no, week. He wasn't going to throw. He but threw Leds, it at me. Leds threw, uh, sent us a package last week. <gasps> Did you see that? Isn't that awesome? Can I smell it? You can smell it and feel it. And I have a new st- I have a st- mm. the new um, sandbagger sticker on my. That's so surface. many feet. Oh, yeah. So we figured Joe and I did the math. I think uh, after all of a sudden, then you can have two and a half inches of that. Oh. <laughs> hopefully, that's not hopefully enough. got a short front block. I don't know. The other thing is, uh, I meant to show you guys this last oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this Excellent. is uh, if it rains. This is what you put. You don't you don't uh, put a visor on your goggle. You get one of these. Yep. And then if the sun gets in your eye, you pull it down. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let's Thank see. you your taxes. Uh, so we got this on clearance. This was $1.50. Or operate in an illegal Plinko. Grab yourself one of these. Factor. This is a Sharpie brand marker. And uh-huh. there's a white spot right here on the front. And write Hormesis. And then <laughs> on the side, write one of 20. And there yeah. you go, ladies and gentlemen. And not only did I only pay $1.50... It was $3, so you know I had a bargain there. Did so. you have a coupon? Um, I didn't, but this was... Uh, Do you think you'd get more if you wrote Supreme on it? Supreme. Supreme. Thank you. Supreme is another one of those brands that used to be a million dollars a shirt, and now you can see them at department stores. Oh. Did that you, was a conversation we uh, had last week. Who who short... Uh, was it one of you guys that shared the video of... Uh, there's like five or six products that companies put out that were completely ridiculous. And it was like did just dumb products, and they charged an astronomical amount of money. They sold out for all of them. Like, uh, I think Hormesis was one, Supreme was another, but one was some like fashion company in New York. They put out like this tarp bag, and they like put up a video of like how to authenticate this actual bag. And uh. then IKEA trolled them and put it up on their page of how to identify a, a like a proper IKEA bag. People are like, it's the same bag. Okay, see, speaking of like, the one was twelve hundred dollars. Speaking of IKEA bags, I just saw on Amazon like deals of the day. They had these, they're selling IKEA bags on Amazon. Yeah, like what the hell? Wow, I, I, I I'm losing. I'm losing love for Amazon because there's been two things that I had to return. And they've changed the return policy. It used to be just put it in a box and send it. Yeah. Now, depending on the item that you have and where it came from and how you ordered it, now there's a return fee. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, personal toys, Todd. Um, they will t- <laughs> restocking. Yes. Yeah, you have yeah. to take the batteries so out. So when I'm buying it. now on Amazon, I'm just looking to make sure that the return uh, policy. Okay, there's things that I know on Amazon that I'm going to buy and I'm going to have and I'm going to keep. There's other things it's like, well, let's see it. If it's good, I'll keep it. If it's not, I'll send it back. Yeah, you got to watch for that fulfilled by Amazon or something, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. That's on the personal toys. Fulfilled, get it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, look at me, I'm on fire. You are. Yeah. So uh, I'm That's a little disappointed. Used to use toy. <laughs> if, Joe, if you're getting a lot of fire and chafing, you should use more lube. Um, going, the going, ivy? going to your IKEA bag thing, I watched this guy do a marketing talk on TED Talk, and he was going on about how the most brilliant marketing scheme that's been pulled off in the last little while, not brilliant, but like one of the most clever ones was Shreddies. Remember when Shreddies came out with diamond Shreddies? Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, so they turned the Shreddy, what, what, I guess, 90 degrees, and it became a diamond Shreddy. And then um, after they played that out, they did a multi-pack where you would have diamond Shreddies and regular Shreddies. 
It was just like it's so well done, so well manipulated, and they didn't have to do anything. But a successful marketing campaign, nonetheless. I but. used to follow. I don't know if it's still around. It was a it was a podcast, The Art of Persuasion. I should look it up. Uh, and they just talked about like clever marketing like that. And I think the one that really stuck with me was uh, the engagement rings from De Bears, right? Um, how diamonds were not a, a an engagement present, or you know, it was typically houses or trips or furs yeah. or vehicles mm. had nothing to do with or diamonds. Goats, yeah. Yeah. yeah, stuff like that. So it's just how, you know, how marketing uh, can, you know, really add to uh, changing both culture and uh, in yeah. making people Ron, think. Ron White has a really good bit about that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, what does he know about getting married? Um, it's got a lot of experience. We talk, We were talking on the weekend when we were doing the, the broadcast for the OPP, OPL about why women get um, such fancy rings as an engagement ring. Like, why is the wedding ring just a hunk of metal wrapped around it's usually just a plain band um but our only thoughts was again it's just to hook the girl to make sure because they want that bling bling and i mean you hope you're not marrying a girl just for the bling bling but uh i was listening to the like the radio the local radio and they had advertisements about it was some diamond company as well about um diamond rings for for men uh for like engagement rings as well yeah that's the next thing yeah they're really trying to push that too it's just like you know well, you know, people were, were engaged during the pandemic. There wasn't a lot of people proposing. And they couldn't plan anything. And so they got, they got to move a lot of rocks, right? And so, yeah. yeah. But here's the, here's the other interesting thing. The number of women that are now proposing to men is actually growing quite rapidly. Mm-hmm. Well, but, there's nations, too, where men um, out... Uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, the women outnumber Women outnumber men. Yeah. So even having a chance to be with a man, you know, to, to marry a man is, is, is much harder. Um, but also, what engage- nation is that in particular? Asian. Matt, Asian Matt says, sounding are- just slightly too <laughs> desperate. <laughs> Matt, you'd be too tall. You couldn't go down there. Uh, I disagree. Um, you could go down. But uh, we're at a. We're at a it goes geez, with his shirt. I'm huge in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> we're at a, a paintball field for this tournament on the weekend, and they were talking about. I was talking to one of the just the the, the refs that was working there, the, the the kids that was taking the rental guys out, and he said they've been bombarded with. Um, uh, Stags, mm. and normally stags are usually like June, July. That's wedding season, right? It's August going into September. Man, depends. I mean, there's there's well, there's there's a and... pent up demand. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. A lot of pent up demand to get it done. Get it over. Get, get that, that wedding, wedding rush. Get that yeah. honeymoon started. Yeah, yeah. A lot, but a lot would, of pandemic babies. But would you wear? After. Would you no, wear a diamond not. ring as a man? Nope. Not a chance. No. I don't wear a wedding ring because it gets destroyed. I scratched against everything and I just I feel bad. Plus it's it's I, I get nervous every it's, once in a while. You feel bad, like you want to take luck. it it's off. It's bad luck for me. Is it? I just <laughs> don't you ever feel like you it, you feel it on your 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 finger and then you t- tug at it to sort of pull it off to put it back on again and it doesn't come off. It's like swollen, your hands are warm. I get panicked. It's like claustrophobic and then it's like I will not put my ring back on. Um I and my ring sized properly, so mm-hmm. it's not that. I didn't wear mine because it just, like, well, because I work with my hands too. Like it, it just it gets I in bet the way. You do. It get yeah, it gets in the <laughs> way. Like you said, it just gets destroyed. Like my wedding ring was made out of sterling silver, so it was cost effective. And like if it was broken or whatever, if I broke a finger or whatever, then you know they could cut it off. That's fine. Yeah. Right. Um, but I found it just it got stuck on everything. So then we got one of the the um. The silicone ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. My just, wife. It got stuck at everything too, really? and I, like at first it was great, but then after a couple of months, like it gets slightly stretched out a little, and it kind of. 
Well, my wife doesn't wear her wedding rings very often because she finds that she wears the, the, the ones that you're talking about because she has to wash her hands so often. Yeah. yeah. It just, everything gets dull and then you got to like really clean them and stuff like that. Wolf says he's got three diamonds on uh, on his, in his wedding band, but is it like within the band or is it like, I guess when I think of a diamond, I think of you got the narrow like ring the with the cut. obnoxious, <laughs> yes. you know. Oh, the men's ones that I saw, they put the diamond on the inside. So you can't see it from the outside, but it's like it's embedded in there. So it's, it's like a, I know I have a diamond, woo. and you know I have a diamond <laughs> hiding under there. But yeah, mm. yeah. Um, titanium rings don't scratch as easily, says Sam. Yeah, I but if you break your finger, they gotta cut your finger yeah. off yeah. to get it off. So I worked at a nightclub once, and oh. the owner of the club had his hand on the edge of the bar um, at the end where people enter and exit. Uh, a bar back came dropped off some beer and as he was leaving he went to hit the the counter that swings down to, oh. to match up and it pinched right on his wedding ring and crunched it into his finger yeah. and they had to take tweezers and saw and to like get it off because he was in so much pain um so they pretty much destroyed his ring but yeah that there's the only reason why i won't wear a ring <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, for safe for safety for safety yeah that's it oh well. once you see it happen you're like no not me uh -oh. yeah yeah Plus, I'm not that bling-blingy. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we end this show, guys? Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for putting up with us tonight. And uh, if you guys are listening to the podcast and you're wondering why everything got choppy, well, just know that we uh, had two shows that we bastardized together and uh, created one podcast this week. So uh, One super great podcast. A super podcast. Yeah. A super a, that's podcast. That's a good way to post. Supercast. <laughs> Thank goodness. Supercast. Thank goodness for our new sponsor, Podcast Glue. <laughs> supercast. So this will be our last paintball podcast, guys. We are now going to be producing paintball supercast. 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 <laughs> we'll start. That will supercast. start next week. I don't know if we can live up to that name, but we'll try. <laughs> I'm wearing a cape. But yeah. <laughs> that'll help. I'm gonna have a bright spotlight behind me with a halo <laughs> superimposed. I don't know. I don't know what else we could make it better. All right. Well, thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Gavin. Again, great to be here, folks. Thank you so much for your support and tuning back in after a little snafu. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, hopefully for an, un an uninterrupted show. Thank you. And Jeff Thompson, thank you for bringing your nipple rings up. Joe Kimson, thanks for being on the show. Thanks everyone for tuning in tonight to Behind the Bunker on this August Monday. This is the is this the last Monday in August? It is. It is, it my is friend. Indeed, the last Monday, August twenty two. And thanks everyone tonight. Remind, remember, if you're local in Preston, it is Garbage Night in Canada. Not garbage, garbage, but blue bin, green bin, and yard waste. Yeah. And uh, Josh, welcome back. Yeah, thank you for having me back, and uh, it's good to be back. And um, Hang in there, folks. The kids go back to school soon. Next uh, next week tomorrow. Nope. Not soon Tuesday. Enough. Tuesday. Yeah, next week tomorrow. Okay, whatever. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Supercast. 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 We're going to have to get some super math skills for next week. <laughs> See you next week.